0: Remember the first time you saw a race car on an open trailer? Maybe it was full of dirt, tire marks, and other battle scars. You wondered where it had been, and more importantly, where it was going next. Every open trailer has a story, and we're here to tell it. Welcome to the Open Trailer Podcast. It's the season finale of Open Trailer Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Austin, and it's stage number three of our conversation with Ralph Nason. Now, Ralph certainly hasn't held anything back in the first two stages. And stage three, why would that change? Exactly. So we get into his mid-90s ACT days, which at times were controversial, the formation of NEFSA and Unity Raceway. What's What's happening with it? will it ever see racing again? I figured we'd ask the man himself and, well, I think his answer will surprise you. Ralph Nason, to me, is the ultimate Mr. Misunderstood. After sitting with him all afternoon and having a few phone conversations, I've always respected the man, but I saw him in a completely different light, and uh, and I hope that shines through over the course of these three stages. One thing that struck me about Ralph, and it really didn't surprise me, but he is such a thinker. There, there is a postscript to this interview. A few days after we were finished, uh, my phone lit up and the name on it was Ralph Nason. And when Ralph Nason lights up your phone, you answer. Well, Ralph had thought about our interview and realized that he had left out a few key people that helped him get started. And he wanted to make sure that I, uh, that I conveyed the message. And in his Ralph Nason way, he wanted me to make sure that I conveyed the message. So without further ado, Bobby Lindsay, Phil Badger, Lloyd Moore, Ken Lane, he also wanted to especially thank his family for their involvement in his life and in uh, the memories that they've shared. Also Mark Cleaves. Ralph said, "You make sure they they get in there." He has a way and let's get to it. Stage number 3 of Ralph Nason on the Open Trailer podcast. Things happened during that era. Nineteen ninety five, you come out, you win your first or win the first race of the year at Lee. The first five races of that season, you don't finish out of the top five in nineteen ninety-five. 95, yeah. It just seemed like things were really clicking for that team. Yeah, uh yeah. and you, of course, you know, you look like you could be the champion that year, and then and then the milk bowl happens. Yeah. Uh you want to talk about that a little bit? Oh yeah, I
1: can show that was a curly deal. And uh is we, was, we were in line to wind up being the ACTCM, and we had all the right finishes, and we had the right points, and this and that, and we got into an altercation, kind of an altercation, uh, but uh, somebody had, had an accident in one and two with Thunder Road, and the car had gone up the racetrack and over the bank and down into the parking lot. I can't remember who it was. Was this during
0: and, time trials or was this during
1: Well, I don't know. This was this was this was maybe a heat race. I don't know. But this this mm-hmm. had happened. Okay. And Curley went ballistic because he was afraid somebody was gonna be killed and this and that mm-hmm. and and he had made his bones clear that he didn't want a sixty odd year old champion. He didn't want that. And let alone a guy from the state of Maine okay didn't want that and so that's what that was uh and he made that statement in two or three places. So,
0: so let's just, for those who weren't around at that time, kind of fill in the holes a little bit. You came out of the gate. Your team was real fast. You were leading the points, but there was some tension bubbling under probably throughout the summer. It all comes to a head at Thunder Road during the Milk Bowl, a race where you had finished third, fifth. I mean, you were right there every yeah. year. Yeah. This was kind of like your crowning moment, and yeah. uh, you're 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 excused from the racetrack that That's day. That's right.
1: We was kicked out. That's a better word. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, uh, so, anyway, is he had this thing going about this accident that had happened.
0: Were you and even a part of that accident?
1: I wasn't. That, that, that was a one before it. Okay. And he had, a, at the driver's meeting, he says, you cannot do this. I don't want this. Anybody puts anybody out over that bank and whatever. And, mm-hmm. and so, here I am. I'm racing with a good friend of mine. His name is Claude LeClerc. Oh, yes. Okay. And Claude, Claude and I are still good friends today. And anyway, Claude was a hard guy to pass. But it didn't matter, because I chased him down, and I tried to go out, and he goes too hard, and I tried to go in, and he cuts the door, mm-hmm. and I'm back and forth like that. Well, anyhow, he we got in there, and he got a little bit too wide, so I stuck my nose in down in between one and two, and down he came. Yeah. And here he bounced off of the front, and he went zooping around like this, and he went off over that bank, hell Larup. Right then, the red came out, and Curly threw me out, and this and that, and everything else. And then here comes Claude driving up out of there. He drives up out of there. And Curly had already made this. He was waiting for a call to get me out of there. Okay, because he didn't want me.
0: Because there were only three or four races left in the season. I mean, this is coming down to championship time, this right. particular race. Yeah, and, and so anyway, and went
1: down that way, and we left. I hired a lawyer over in the man of Vermont that had done uh, Joey... Yeah, Joey Lecaire. Joe Lecaire. Joey Lecaire. had done the same. had the same kind of realm. And he said, this guy is good at it. So I, I called that guy, and I told him, I said, look, this is what's happened. And he said, that's definitely you can't do that. And I said, well, anyway, so what's it all going to boil down to? And he told me what it was all going to boil down to, so I gave him a deposit. And so he took after him. And uh, it it took quite a while. But finally, they settled out of court. hmm I settled out of court. They made the offer, and I said, this is not going anywhere. This ain't going to help racing. And this is like, now they got to pay. So they had to pay me. And I said, I don't need to keep chasing back over here to do this and do that. And so I brought Curly to task, and it worked. And every time after that, when I was at Oxford, Curly making a point to come to my trailer to say hello, ever, and wow. whether he—I don't know—but it had to make him respect me, because if that's the case, he never would have. And uh, so, but that was the deal in that deal. They paid me, uh, so nobody won. Mm. And, but and you, that you know. was over, so I didn't have a—I didn't have a championship act thing. But way, way, way back, right here. Remember the year that Missouri won the championship and got the AMC? Yeah. Okay. I was going to win that championship. And not exactly similar, but it was simpler. (laughs) And I had lost points, I had points taken away from me and everything else. And I said to myself, Mm. don't you ever, ever run for a point championship again in your life suck that no deal for me so after that and this was a, I was falling into that ACT thing
0: mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. you you run the ACT for um, you know for quite some time oh, yeah a long time and you yeah. get closer and closer and you get that taste and you for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes had that race not happened likely have been Might have, the, the yeah. 1995 yep. champion You didn't. after
1: that it didn't bother me yeah and 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 that happened I don't know what year that was over here when they that was an Amstead Amstead Motive yeah it was in the 70s yeah in the 70s and i said boy you never again and look what happened. Never again and i ain't doing that
0: well good thing you race for big races because you have probably the greatest success of your career what people know you for the most i would say uh besides the kit car uh, those three oxford 250s or four in this case yeah
1: and it would have been five
0: yes i want to get get to that uh, in a second if you
1: was at the i won three in a row and the next one we was going to win it and i got totally severely blocked for the last five laps and i'd come back out of my pit stop, and I stormed to the front, and I had this guy in front of me, and he was crossways, this
0: way, and this way, and this way, and there was no getting around me. Well, let's back up a little bit. You yeah. led over 100 laps in the 2001 race, the one yeah. that you finished third in, Yeah. And, um, and then you have an altercation on the track. Yeah. Do you remember who hit you or, or what happened there? No. Nope. So anyway, you have an altercation. There's still a number of laps to go, and tell me about that charge through the field. You were determined to get that fourth straight. It, oh, yeah fell short but tell me about like what is it about drivers that when they get that in their head it's just like almost a different switch
1: yeah i don't know as it is i think that any individual sport Mm. the guy has to motivate himself in a team sport i think it's somebody's got to motivate them or whatever but uh i never had to flip a switch really because after the first race that i won right there Mm -hmm. unity I never had to i never had to flip no switches anymore and i and you know this is funny, and a lot of guys maybe they think I'm nuts, but I never left home, but I planned to win I ain't going mm-hmm. if I don't plan to win, I ain't gonna go you didn't go to rent i second, mean maybe yeah. I'm not gonna and a lot of them I didn't. Pete, do you think but, that But I mean, yeah, uh, Pete what, planned to win when he left home. Well, yeah, yeah, winning's
0: got to be on your mind. Mm-hmm. It costs just as much to lose as it does to win, so you better be thinking about winning.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I mean, it's like uh, when you come in on the pit, and you got a flat tire, and you come in, and if you're lucky enough not to go down a lap, and what have you, they get that tire on there, and when you come out of there, man, you are storming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you got to believe it until the race is over. If you're still rolling, <laughs> yeah, you got to believe yeah, it yeah, until the race
0: it. is over. So those three Oxford two fifties. You are pretty close to sixty years old at this point. Sixty, yeah. Yeah. What year was it? Nineteen ninety eight. Uh, 98, mm-hmm. 99, nine, two thousand. So yeah, two thousand. I
1: was sixty. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you went in these races. What is it about that car? What was so special about that car?
1: Well, back? there was two different cars there. Okay. And uh, the car that I wanted, I think. In I have that car. It's over in the garage. That the car I have in the garage is. It's a nice, it's an easy driving thing, and it works good. Matter of fact, I didn't tell you this. I decided to. It is way back when I won the first race. I bought it from Whitlock. We got it home, went through the motor problems and everything else. The first time I got it to stay together, Ron fixed the motor and put a set of heads on it, and the first time it stayed together... Wow, what a a blast to drive. I came home after the race and I called Hanley. I said, (laughs) You are the dumbest bastard I know. Because this is a Hanley car. That's a Hanley car. Yeah, all right. Hanley raced. Listen, this car has a history. Hanley raced this car. He built it in 1992. He raced it 17 times and he had 17 firsts. Would you sell that car? Of course not. (laughs) That's what I said to him. You're the dumbest guy I know. Listen to this. You can go online and find this car at Toledo, up on the wall where the yellow flag comes out. Tried to pass somebody, got up over the rear or whatever or something. The car went airborne, landed on a backstretch wall that high off the ground. Okay? And it's sitting there. And they come along. They throw the red, yellow, whatever they did. And I think it was... what's. wasn't the Iceman series, but whatever it was. It was a series. Hmm. And uh, they got him off of the wall. He fired that son of a bitch. This thing had, you look, anytime you see Hanley, and you see four by eight sheets of Lexan wired all over this car with wires holding them on and everything else, that's the car I got. They took it off of the wall. He was in the back, won the race. Incredible. He sold the car to Whitlock. Whitlock won the 250 with this car yeah and uh uh anyway but that car he bought from Hanley the first time I saw it I had the Dodge we was at Thunder Road and we was fast and Whitlock's on the racetrack we're practicing and I said to Ron I said wow I said he's fast he said what do you mean I said I'm, I'm
0: storming this thing, and I said, and I'm telling you, I can't keep up with it. And he wasn't that. He wasn't a front runner before. He'd be okay. He'd win yeah, like even like five, right. fifth or sixth. But, but the thing he had was yeah. turning in the corner,
1: turning in the corner, and I said, wow, wow, wow. Anyway, when the race shook down and what have you we got the race going and he blew up the engine went to hell or whatever but anyhow but i had broke out of the thing and i was chasing him i don't know whether he was first but he was up front anyway and i broke out of there and i was chasing him down when he went up and steam came out of him everywhere and that's what it usually happened with that motor and uh, so that winter i bought that car from him. and uh, and i told ron i said there's something that's really right in that car because I said, I don't know this guy very good. And I said, I never seen him go like that. Yep. And he just got this thing. What's making that guy go? And I said, on top of that, it's a damn Ford. And uh, cause I always been, I've always, i been a Ford guy anyway. And I've seen other guys. Like, I mean, there's a whole bunch of guys. You know, uh, Tracy Gordon and oh, there's a whole bunch of guys running Oxford and Beach Ridge. Always had Hanley stuff. Hmm. And they liked it, you know, really good. I never, I never saw any craftsmen that was as good as he is and
0: i heard put. he didn't paint the he didn't paint the cages of his car because he was so worried about the, the weight of the paint like
1: well that's pretty close yeah. he was the first pretty one. close he was
0: the first one doing that i can remember
1: that <laughs> he's pretty close mm-hmm. i'm telling you that yeah. is uh there's a lot of things yeah. but i broke my back in this car my son-in-law tim broke his back in this car Hmm. So what was the deal? A seat or Ties just... too stiff. Stiff? Just won't... Yeah. Long- is yeah. so solid. Just like the model. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we went... Where the hell was it? I don't know. One of them quarter mile bull race, New Hampshire. And... Monadnock? I mean, Groveton? Star? Of, I can't remember. But anyway, I stuffed that thing in a wall and I backed up and got out of there. It hit directly, like... Didn't hit the wheel or the tire. It hit directly right on the front of it, just like that. Mm. I must have been I scrubbed off all the speed I could, but I was, you know, chasing it around trying to keep it out of anyway, and it tagged the wall a ton. Mm. And I'm telling you right now, is I backed up and I went driving around, Ron says, What's what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? I said, I don't think there's anything wrong. He says, well, the nose thing is hanging and dragging on the ground, you know, that nose yeah. thing. And I said, well, we'll see what it does. And he says, keep your eye on the temperature. So I'm keeping my eye on the temperature. And that was about the first time that he put that little thing over on the fender over here. So now I ain't got to watch the gauge because if it gets hot, it'll start yeah. burning. Yeah. And so that I like that thing. And uh, so and I always wanted to put it over here, and he said no because it'll get water on the window, and you won't see. He's always right. Well, he's smart. <laughs> so anyway, his, we went, and I won the race, and <laughs> and it's like I backed it out of, in another place. Was in Nova Scotia, Halifax, drove it in a wall, backed it up, and finished the race. I didn't win that one, but I finished That's the race. That's amazing because those yeah. guys have pretty small.
0: Used to have pretty small frame rails on them in the front.
1: Yeah. Small, no, small thing, tubing. It, this is pretty good size stuff, but it's just so well constructed that it all lends to being too strong. It's too mm-hmm. stiff. And and that on the front needs to go out further and more of it so that it can collapse a little before it stops. Yeah. That's why it broke my back. That's why I broke Tim's back. What Tanley says what the hell are you talking about I said why you would ever sold it? he won 17 races with it Whitlock gets it Whitlock wins races with it now I got it I just won last night with this thing and I said and this thing is like it's a bowl of lightning Yeah. and I said and why would you ever sell it I said how many did you build when you built it you built two yeah. I said where's the other one I want it and it was somewhere out in Ohio and I got a whole of a guy he said I wouldn't sell that in a million years not right. for a million dollars right. Hanley used to build cars. Take them to new. Take them to to uh, speed weeks down speed there. Speed weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd sell on a good year. He'd sell four or five race cars to Pee Wee, Griffin, and all them, what the hell? Pee Wee, Billy them, Harvey. That all them, threw. yeah, them, them, them drug smugglers, guys. And uh, what the hell was the guy that won all the races? Gary Blue, Ballou. Huh? Yeah. Gary Blue, Yeah. You know, all them guys. He'd sell them cars just like they was $15. You know, they yeah. were $50,000 apiece. And he, he'd sell the two that he came with. He'd head for Ontario and come back with two more yeah. and sell them he did that quite a few years in a row
0: so here in Maine you're winning the Oxford 250s and you know full house and everything and you get out of the car and people are making a bunch of noise <laughs> yeah. and it isn't all positive no 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 no, no. and yeah, um, that didn't phase me at all no and I think it almost knowing yeah. you for a little bit you're a yeah, salesman you, you a, are yeah, a showman a, salesman yeah. they were and, made- and, and, and if they know
1: if they only knew how much pleasure I get out of <laughs> over the years of Pissing them off, or whatever, uh you know, and sometimes that was more fun than it was racing
0: did you do that on purpose when you would say something uh I don't know what what would you say in victory Lane did not yeah. like it too bad that's it
1: too bad, <laughs> and that's and that pisses them off more yes because they can't do nothing about it, yeah you know it's uh I had uh, one of them races i don't know with with this car too is uh we went and Brad Layton put me, spun me out down over the front stretch and did it again and I I had I spun out, got spun out three times and came back and won the race and uh, is, is one of the qualifying races or something and I still won it and I and the flagman, I'm, I'm like this. What are you? What are you? What is the flagman doing here? Doesn't he run this race? Mm. When somebody does that to somebody, why in the hell don't you do something to the people that are doing it? Racing in Oxford, I get that spun and a thing and what have you. And mm. I said, I got my hands out the window with the flagman. What the hell are you doing? Why aren't you doing something about this? Right. I mean, I know how to run a race. I'm not a flagman, but I do know what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And they got in control of this race. They should do something about that. And uh, and they screwed me over and put me to the back what have you and when I won that I did a donut in the front stretch and I strode the flag at him and what have you and you water I could, oh, my man. motor was turning 6500 making a hell of a noise the tires were going and I could hear them in the grandstand
0: why was that motor so loud oh, I don't know because it didn't have any muffles in it oh. so you know, what, what did they not mean? say as long as they're making noise you're doing something that's right it,
1: that's, yeah. it, that's it that's
0: it right around that time uh, the creation of the uh, the NEPSA tour starts I started that yeah, yeah so I know you were a key figure in that yeah I was a starter how much of Um, the the deal at Thunder Road was the catalyst for NEPSA?
1: Probably a lot. Mm. And I sat back and I looked at what was going on uh, in the racing thing and I said, the type of cars that we have, it looks like they're going away from this. They're all going to these cookie-cutter cars like ACT's doing. You're going to have all this stuff. Mm. And I said, so racing's going to disappear. So... I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I said, "Well, I got a racetrack, I got two racetracks,
0: yeah.
1: and uh, and I said, and I know Bobby Weber, and I know this one is Vanetti, and I I know all these people, so I made a couple of calls. Yep, yeah, we're interested. That would be nice. That we can do something. We'll work at it. And uh, I had a meeting." Uh, and then I call Mike Rowell, and he says I'm interested. Yes, and he wants to race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Mike made contacts, and he got a hold of a bunch of people, and said, uh, "We're going to have a meeting. We're going to make a thing." And so we started NEPSA. Yep. and so then we didn't have no place to race i said well unity's in so yes. and uh, so you're, you're tracking canada yep and then yep. yep. and so then i got a hold of, seekonk Star, Yes, yeah. yep. but i we didn't have a lot of luck there's i had a lot of resistance mm. and so i said well they didn't want to race this guy that owned he owned uh, canaan and he owned Manana He built all those tracks. Mm. So what I did, I rented them. You rented and uh, so I rented Star and I rented, uh, I don't know what he got to lean on. But anyhow, we had a bunch of, I rented the places and Put I was racing show. that series. Yeah. And like at Canaan, uh, there wasn't anybody there. And I, I should have known better, but it's a nice racetrack. It's fast and it's fun. And uh I said, Ah guys were gonna really look they like to go there. Yeah. And uh so I won the race. So I won the I won uh purse money yeah. or whatever it was. So you paid yourself and back between what tickets I sold and my wife didn't pay me because she sold the tickets and <laughs> so she says, You ain't getting any money because this is going into the purse and I said, That's right. all right. So yeah. but anyway But that's we did that and uh, uh and then I started getting I started getting grief from the guys that was racing.
0: Well, you were beating them
1: every week. I was beating them. Yeah. So, where are you? That's a catch-22. What are you going to do? You yeah. want a series? Yep. So, I said, okay. And so, I said, I'm going to step out of this, and now you guys run it. So, let's have a little thing here. So, we said, okay, you're going to be this, and you're going to be this, you're going to be this, and I'm out of that. Now, I'll race my car. Because they think I'm pulling strings with a flagman or this or that. I don't know what they thought. Okay. So I said, I I don't want nothing to do with it. And so I kept racing, and they kept going, and then I I even stopped going because of that. I've known most of those guys forever and ever. When you cut somebody off going down a straightaway at 120 miles an hour, and you cut the guy off to keep him behind you, and you go ass over bandbox in the infield, would you be mad at him?
0: I might send him like you did at Star. Right? Yeah, that one right. time
1: I sent that son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd send him today too. Yeah, you yeah. know, but that deal at a, at Mom and E thats a wicked fast 3 h mile, mm-hmm. and uh, and going down a backstretch, I come off a turn two early in the race. I come off a turn two, and I'm up a quarter of a lane or a little bit, like I, I know the racetrack. And uh, anyway, and I start down like that, and this guy comes out of the corner because this this place is a place that you go to the wall that's yeah. what you gotta do go to the wall they tell you go to the wall at Seacon so this guy's going to the wall and I'm up a lane and I cross down and I drive up like almost up beside him and he's got a Chevrolet with the newest whatever Australian Monster cylinder heads with 620 horsepower mm-hmm. and I got a Ford with 515 but it's kicking ass and when i drove in there he got down to the end and i said no 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 i saw him coming and he came you know where he went he went over like this in the infield Mm. and now he's mad gonna kill me it ain't my fault no and his brother told him it ain't his fault you know with a whole bunch of news about it and they kicked me out larry hall kicked me out he was a race director of that race the moment he kicked me out three weeks later i bought that (laughs) race track. those things happen and people i don't know what they
0: think you know but did that hurt you you know to think that some of your friends kind of like let's just say that they are talking behind your back he's making calls from inside the race car he's in cahoots and that
1: that that was that was I can live with what I do, and I'll be responsible for what I do. Mm -hmm. But when they tell you, you know, they don't say it to you, but they say it to this one and this one and this one. Well, he's winning because he runs that thing. You know, he's winning because he's the guy making a pay. Well, I ain't got nothing to do with it, you know. And uh, but just, so you know, if you're I,
0: the guy who's trying to put the show on.
1: Yeah, you know, I give them a place to race. <laughs> you yeah. gave them a tour and a place to race. Yeah, basically. give them a place to race yeah. and what have you. Yeah. And 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 it, and it was good. And but it started when I stopped. Mm-hmm. Is uh, they tried to run it and they tried to run it, but they you got to be a salesman to run a racetrack. you got to be able to go get this done and that done. That comes
0: know. back to, uh, to I mean, you can really kind of travel full circle here. You know, when we came into your shop across from uh, Unity Raceway, you say you have some uh, people coming in for uh, drainage. There's been a lot of talk about yeah, the racetrack. well,
1: it's, it's like it's just sitting there, and it's kind of too bad. Mm. So no matter what, the way it is at this point is uh, – that it needs a drain if it's ever going to be a racetrack and this is a pretty good time to do it because it's mm. like all undressed so I can do it. Yeah. You know, when you go ahead and somebody does something, put a new hot top in there, now you got to cut it, put it in. So this is the time to do it. So it's three, four thousand bucks to get it done and uh, it might as well get done. Why don't you do it? I don't want to. Yeah. And uh, like I'm playing with old cars yeah. and I got a 55 Ford pickup that i got all fixed up. And I drive it around a little bit in the summertime. I just bought an uh, I bought an old wheel four four two. I bought one six months ago and I had that for three, four months and I sold it and then I bought this other one and it's in the body shop now and getting getting the body work done on it and painted. And I'll drive that around. And uh and I got my thumb on a fifty Mercury lead sled. I had one of them before. And I kinda like doing that. Yeah. And Racing is like race to go race cars today. It's so technical and demands so much. you are got to have full time mechanics and full time. You almost have an engineer, mm. and so that's out of reality. And trying to run this racetrack with the state and feds and what have you, and regulations. Yeah, uh, you can't really. have a hard job to have a job make any money do you You think
0: that there'll be any racing at? i got an
1: idea that maybe i got i got there's there are some people that's interested
0: if you now, you're not going to do it uh because you you have a lot of other things that you want to do now but if you were to do it what do you think would make the track successful today oh if i know exactly Mm. i
1: know exactly what would work i know exactly and I would get a couple of big bulldozers, and I'd start in there. And I would, first thing I'd do, I'd go on a computer, and I'd get a picture of Star Speedway. Mm-hmm. And I'd get the banking, the size, the angles, and the whole nine yards. And that's what I'd build right there. That place, yeah. yep. it's a quarter mile. Yep. It doesn't take so many cars to put on a good show. Okay, mm. and you can pass because I've been three wide <laughs> for lap after lap after lap on yeah. that son of a bitch, yeah. and you can pass and you can get there. Yeah. And when you do crash, it's smaller, speeds are down, don't hurt it. Mm. Good show for the fans, cheap yeah. for the for the for the participant guys.
0: What do you think cheap. fans today are looking for? Entertainment has that changed
1: at all? That Since- has changed a lot. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, because mm. you got to have you got to have. Good food, clean restrooms, and a good show, mm-hmm. and you got to have a good salesman selling the show, being the announcer, yeah. and that you got to have those things. If you ain't got those things, you might as well not start. You got to have them, and uh, you know it's like uh, I think that once you start, like if you was to make the, right, this is what I think. I do, but maybe not. This thing always gave a good show. This racetrack is straight track. Oh, absolutely. Always good to always. race on. Yeah. Good to pass on. And, I mean, only the good guys can pass. The other guys can't pass here. Right. So the good guys can pass. So and so, it's a good track. And it's second to none as a third mile. But I think that a quarter mile would be better because you'd have to have less cars. But I think that uh, this could be really good. So
0: Today's market, that makes sense. Huh? You know, instead of twenty cars, you got twelve and fourteen. Twelve
1: or fourteen, you got a good show. Stays busy around that helps. That helps the bottom line because you're going to see, if not as many, maybe more people because you got a good tight show, Mm -hmm. and and so you're going to get more money in the bank to keep it going because the purses ain't going to be so bad. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 it can even be if it's really good, you can have better purses than anybody around just because of it.
0: Well, the active tracks in Maine right now Beach Ridge, third mile, Oxford, third, three eighths, whoever you talk to. Yeah. Uh, three eighths was casted. I don't think there is a quarter mile track in no, Maine no, active. No, there ain't. No. no. No, and I think it would there's be. Good. A, yeah, there's a, there's a yeah. need for that. So, dirt or asphalt? Asphalt.
1: Yeah. yeah. I built a dirt track in Mominee, hmm. a little fifth of a mile in down inside. And we had some fun with that. I never did make any money with it, but I had some fun with it. And. 10 cars, boy, you had a show. Yeah. You know, it really did. And I had them uh, mini sprints where they had them 750 Suzuki motors in them. Mm. Oh, 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 I wanted, if I wasn't so big, I wanted to drive one of them. Oh, man, are well, they ever getting it going?
0: For someone who's seen it all here at this track, what would it be for you to see racing again at Unity Racing? Oh, I'd How? love it.
1: I'd love it. Mm. And, I, as, uh, and I've been trying the last three, four years to stimulate somebody that had financial ability to do something, mm. had equipment to do something, and had an interest to do something. Yeah.
0: I think that's one of the things that throughout your career is uh, is, a, is a constant where you're, you're kind of almost misunderstood. Unity means so much to you and you want to see it succeed, but it has I'd to like
1: be... I'd like to see it going. Before I... Yeah. Because, listen, I can take that there's 35 acres over there. Mm -hmm. It's on the town sewer. It's a quarter of a mile up the street to the bank and the supermarket and whatever. So it's a nice place. And if you build some of them little duplex places for senior people, I got ten apartments upstairs here. I got mostly seniors in them. And they pay their rent good and everything. And Mm -hmm. it's a nice deal. I like it. I tried to... Get the right people interested, and it hasn't really happened.
0: And I guess that's my point: is that you care about the product so much. I
1: do, yeah. And I could put those houses in here, mm-hmm. and I could put. Now I was looking at the place over Newport over there. and The guys built them. A friend of mine built them, and uh, is I could put fifty or sixty of those there, all easy. Both. I think
0: that's the missing link in in <coughs> some of the public perception of you is is that. Um, you want the right person to do it because it'd be so easy for you to do other things.
1: Oh yeah, I could do that, and I mm-hmm. you know this. I got three kids, okay, mm-hmm. and none of them want anything to do with it. Okay, mm-hmm. and my oldest one, he ran it, he ran it for me, and he had enough. They beat us, beat him up, beat him up all the time. They're beating her up. And uh, my youngest son was racing with me, so he wasn't involved in that. But uh, my daughter was involved in that, and you couldn't get her near there again in a million years. You know, and mm-hmm. she knows everything about the place, and they don't
0: want it. Yeah. But it's you no still care. That's too bad, because she, she was the one. That, oh, she's uh, the one. It, no yeah. matter when she's I came up here, she was running some yeah. aspect of yeah. this her mother calls her,
1: her mother calls her
0: Ralphie Ella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you were gonna name our too. Wow, that's a yeah. good thing that didn't he work helped. out that way. Yeah. Well, Ralph, <laughs> it's uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a wide ranging conversation. I appreciate <laughs> you, uh, your time, yeah, uh, your effort, and your continued passion. I mean, you have so many other things that you could be doing right now, but you decided to sit up and set up shop with us for this afternoon. Oh, yeah, that's fun. And that's take fun. some time. So, yeah, good, good that's time, good. Ralph. Yeah. Good, it was fun. <laughs> And that'll do it, season one is a wrap on Open Trailer Podcast. It has been a blast. And and the, the storytelling, I mean, just, um, it blew me away. I tried not to come into this with any expectation, but it's hard not to. I don't like to talk numbers too, too much, simply because uh, this podcast will live forever and you may be hearing this in 2032. I don't know, it's part of the beauty. But in the first three months of OTP, we sailed past the 10,000 download club, which doesn't sound like much, but for a history-based podcast about a fringe sport in a rural state, um, thank you. Thank you for all your support. Word of mouth is, uh, is the best way to go. And uh, again, thank you so much for being a part of season one of Open Trailer Podcast.